<laughs> All right. That's the way Pastor Steve used to end that song. All of which spells Jewry. F- Welcome, folks. Yeah, we are the last bastion of free speech on the planet. And we are resisting getting vaxxed by the beast system, uh, which uh, last night, on last night's show, I dubbed it Pharmacide. The Jews are committing pharmacide against us, and our people are lining up voluntarily to get shot. I mean, the Bolsheviks uh, shouldn't have had it so easy, and they didn't. (laughs) All right, good morning, Michael. How are you today? Uh, good day. I'm doing very good. It's a um, beautiful, sunny, sunny day here in Stockholm, Sweden. So I really enjoy it. So very good. now we are we are going again to uh, keep on to preach uh, preach the message of who the Israelites are. Right, right. So uh, you just pronounced the word Stockholm. Does that mean the home of the stock of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Or <laughs> the word stock means something else? In yeah, Swedish. I just thought that. No, they're more, more also referred to them to the wall that was around Stockholm's main. Uh, the old, the oh, really? The wall. Yeah, just like wall around. Just like Wall Street. It could be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, the Wall Street is named after the Jewish ghetto that was there when it was. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, when it was uh, not uh, an, an English possession. It was a uh, uh, what is it? The uh, yeah. what country was it? Dutch. Yeah, Dutch. right. Yeah, Holland. Dutch. Right, exactly. So uh, the the Dutch East India, or sorry, the Dutch West India Corporation, okay, created uh, the the wall, the, the the ghetto wall there. That the, actually the Jews built it for themselves, so that the, the, nobody else could see what they're doing. <laughs> right. Okay. And, and in All the right. case, there yeah. was more of defense, and then also yeah. this. Position was such a strategic yeah. point, so they they established this point to be able to get revenue from taxes from because of there was an entrance and exit uh, from the 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 third uh, yeah. biggest lake in in Sweden called Mälaren. Uh, so it was a strategic point they positioned themselves in. So there are there are remains of this of this around uh, Stockholm. Those really old, uh, interesting, yeah, it is, but it's in in the water. So oh, that, oh that really? Oh, okay. Where yeah. in the oxygen comes, it's still there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you have to get a get a snorkel, <laughs> or, or uh, you know, go underwater with your breathing apparatus to uh, see that stuff. Very interesting. Okay. So let's continue with our study of Pastor Emery's Marks of Israel. And last week we uh, got to the very end of page seven and maybe to page eight. But for review purposes, let's start talking about the the book the 13th tribe by the jewish author arthur kessler and i just want to point out before we even get into this that the statements we make we in identity and here at eurofolk radio are derived from jewish authors making admissions that uh, no judeo-christian wants to even touch but nevertheless jewish literature is full of admissions that they are not the israel of the bible and uh, this is one of these books by Arthur Kessler, who was, in fact, a communist for most of his life, and then, uh, which is kind of interesting because the Zionists created communism as a way to divide Europe between the communists, uh, uh, radical leftists, and the radical rightists of Christian Zionism. But when they created that radical movement, a lot of uh, Jews turned against Zionism 
because they saw that Zionism was uh, a bunch of evil capitalists <laughs> that communists supposed to are supposed to oppose, right? So, and there, and there are still communists like that today who oppose Zionism. But uh, you never hear much about that because uh, nobody talks about Jews anymore. I mean, is there ever a word in mainstream media about Jews ever anymore? Not what I can hear. And if it is, is in a kind of um, more of um, what do you say? They will people would start to shaking. You just mentioned the word. The word. Yeah. Well, oh, like well, a spell. Yeah, it is a spell. Uh, well, you hear the names of Harvey Weinstein and Phil Spector, but they're never identified as Jews in the mainstream media. Okay. So it's like they're invisible, in, 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 even though they control everything, they're still invisible. It's the invisible hand, okay? And uh, uh, the way they became invisible actually started uh, as their, in, in their origins as the Khazars. And so why don't you pick it up here, uh, the book, uh, The 13th Tribe. Yes. So they, they read this one last time, but we are doing some recap for the, for the sake of... Um, sake of this because it's worth repeating. Yes. Um, in a book entitled The Thirteen Tribe, the author, Jewish historian Arthur Kostler, uh, states on page 152 uh, through 161 that during what was called the Dark Ages, uh, the Jews were, and quote, mint masters, administrators of the royal revenue, tax collectors, and moneylenders, i.e. bankers. Mm trade and uh, laying of customs duties had been the Khazar's principal source of income, end quote. Well, for me, that sounds like today almost. I don't know. We are in a bit of a dark age again, feels yep. like. Yep, very dark. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're under the illusion that there's this worldwide disease called COVID and people are dying. They're dying more from the treatment than they are from the disease, right? That's where we're at, folks. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah, and that, yeah, and that is basically us. I mean, how many today says it is, um, what do you say, a cold or a flu? Because nobody seems to have it anymore. Now it's just COVID, COVID, COVID. And come on, be honest. It is only the cold or the flu. And this test is just not not essential because the, the virus doesn't exist. They haven't been able to to determine, to find the virus. It's, there's no virus. And the virus theory is also bunk. It's also wrong. So there's only why would you test you if if it doesn't even have have find it? So I don't know. It's just it's just negative, and I guess this is the big program, COVID program they want to. Yeah, they are <laughs> working on. I don't know, but it's just so much that people believe in it. And look here in Sweden, where there are no regulation for masks, but people wear them. Um, yeah, they wear them because, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. They are no, no law, nothing that enforces it, but they use it for their own will. I don't know why. Right. It is so yeah, stupid. Yeah. So <laughs> stupid. Use it. But okay, sorry, I'm, I'm aggressing. Yeah, yeah, you're uh, ranting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and All right. He, al he also says that during that time, they lost the name Khazar and became known as, quote, Jews. Uh-huh. Yeah, with quotations. Well, of course, Jew being assumed to mean Israelites, okay, which that word never meant. So there's there's a double there's a double lie going on here. 
Yeah, and didn't they call themselves more not not Jews immediately? Didn't they call them more? Um, I don't know, he, not Hebrew, well, but they had other words. They didn't use that word immediately either. This was, I guess, this word was more in the mid of eighteen hundreds and something like that. Well, yeah, the the letter J was not brought into the English language until the mid seventeenth century, something like that. And uh, so uh, I don't know what they called themselves. Uh, uh, I, I guess they called themselves. Uh, Khazars, <laughs> right? Uh, until then, uh, it's a good question. What did they call themselves up until then? But uh, in German, it's Jude, J-U-E, uh, sorry, J-U-D-E, Jude. And it, but it, that corresponds primarily with Judean, okay? Yeah. Which they were. They were Judeans, but they were not Judahites. Huge difference exactly. between Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. The big difference. And the same, you have the same word in Swedish also. That is the same word in Swedish as in German. Uh huh. Okay. Same word, and and it, um, so yeah, I agree. Yeah, very good. Let's continue then. During the Dark Ages, uh, commerce was largely in Jewish hands, including the slave trade. As you study history, you will find that the pro that the probable cause of what we call the Dark Ages was twofold. Number one the false religion called the Catholic Church. And number two, all trade, commerce and politics was in the hands of the Jews who oppressed the people and made them live literally as paupers. Okay, now this is not exactly true for all of Europe because in Germany and uh, Bohemia and, and uh, Spain and other white European countries, the, the Jews were not allowed to operate in the open. Uh, in Poland, they were, because in Poland, they bribed the king uh, to form the Statutes of Kalish, which gave the Jews a monopoly on money lending, tax collecting, uh, booze, <laughs> vodka, and other things, right? Uh, but this was all done under the auspices of the Catholic Church, which turned a blind eye wherever, you know, they could, the, the nobles could tax the Jews from the income they earned by oppressing the Poles and other Slavs and, and a few non-Slavic uh, Shemites in Europe. Back to you. Yeah, I guess the Poles have been under their joke for yeah. the long, very long time, very yeah. long duration yeah. times. Well, and, and actually, for example, in Spain, uh, the fact that the Jews posed as Christians and rose to the ranks of bishops and even archbishops in Spain just shows you uh, how they can uh, create this facade. Uh, they're actors. They're literally actors and chameleons who, uh, as soon as they're discovered and found out, they will uh, turn tail and run, <laughs> okay? As, as soon as the, the people find out who and what they are, then the game is up, and the con game, that's what this is, Judaism is a con game, uh, <coughs> they're either expelled or they, they flee from angry Christians, Right? That's history. And then you get expelled to the east again, right? <laughs> okay. Back to the Kalasar Empire, in mm -hmm. other words. Yeah. Yeah, there <laughs> okay. you go. Mm, should we then read from this uh, book? Have you had an, an, uh, an uh, yeah, okay. overview? Yeah, okay. So, yeah. This, no, this is good. This is good. Uh, where uh, Let's give uh, the brief review or overview here from Barnes & Noble of the book by Arthur Kessler. Okay. Yes. So this is an overview by this book. 
that is uh, from um, uh, Barnes and Noble. And here's the overview. All original edition. Nothing added, nothing removed. This book traces the history of the ancient Khazar Empire, a major but almost forgotten power in Eastern Europe, uh, which in the Dark Ages became uh, converted to Judaism. No, actually, they Khazar- made the, uh, the ages dark <laughs> by converting to Judaism. All right, back to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Khazaria was finally wiped out by the forces of Genghis Khan, but evidence indicate that the Khazars themselves migrated to Poland and formed the uh, cradle of Western Jewry. Uh, to the central, to, nay, to the general reader, the Khazar, who flourished from the 7th to 11th century, may seem infinitely remote today. No, this is very uh, true of the book and the reason why everybody should have a copy of this book, because it explains that the Khazars were in no way, shape, or form Israelites. No way, mm, shape, or form. Yeah. Yet they claim to be Israel somewhere down the road. Okay, But uh, there is a mistake here. It says that uh, the evidence indicates the Khazars themselves migrated to Poland and formed a cradle of Western Jewry. That's not true. This would still be Eastern Jewry. Okay? Western Jewry being expelled from Spain, uh, you know, Bohemia, and Germany, and other countries, moved to Poland. That's where they moved to. So Poland is to be still considered Eastern Jewry. Back to you. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that sounds correct. Yeah, because they were in the West also. They were the one in yes. in Spain and this uh, inquisitors and. And yeah, they were. I guess they took some time because what was the the name on that lady that expelled them? With the oh, I don't know, uh, the yeah, queen, yeah, I guess. Yeah, queen. queen that expelled them. Queen Isabella, and Isabella. King Ferdinand. Ferdinand and Isabella, they did the world a great service <laughs> by expelling them. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And aren't they aren't they also referred to as Isabella the, ter- um, the the something very bad? They use some very bad names. Oh yeah, the, the the Jews have very bad words for them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But not us, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but also they say that um, they use. I, I don't have a good example, but they have. Um, uh, yeah, for, yeah, forget it. I'm wrong. Right. But uh, interestingly, you, know, you just mentioned the Inquisition. Uh, the information I have is that Torquemada was in fact Jewish. Okay, but the Inquisition was mainly to get rid of uh, non-Catholic uh, Protestants. And maybe a few Jews got caught in the uh, firefight, <laughs> in the crossfire, put it that way. But uh, that's how high the Jews rose in Christian Spain. Uh, just like in America today, they control everything, literally everything, hide their Jewish identity from the rest of the world, and blame us for what they do, all the evil yeah. they do. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's typical. They blame yeah. us for the <laughs> right. they do themselves. Uh, okay, yet they have a close and unexpe- unexpected bearing on our world, which emerges as Kostler recounts the fascinating history of the ancient Khazar Empire at about the time that Charlemagne was emperor in the West. The Khazar sway extended from the Black Sea to the Caspian, from the Caucasus to the Volga and they were instrumental in stopping the Muslim onslaught against Byzantine. Okay? Mm-hmm. The Eastern Jew 
of the uh, gigantic pincer movement that in the West swept across northern Africa and into Spain. Yes. Thereafter, the Khazar found themselves in a uh, precocious position between the two major world powers, the Eastern Roman Empire in Byzantine and the uh, triumphant followers of Muhammad. As Kostler points out, the Khazars were the third world of their day. They closed a surprising method of re resisting both the Western pressure to become Christian and the Eastern to adopt Islam, rejecting mm -hmm. both. They converted to Judaism. Right. Yeah. Okay. So why? Uh, the the basic <coughs> excuse me. The basic explanation is that if they converted to either Islam or Christianity, the other side would be become their enemies immediately. And they were like caught in the middle, so they didn't want that. So uh, Joseph the Bulan, the king of the Khazars, who, uh, according to Kessler's book and other sources, claimed to be descended from Togarma, namely the Turks, okay, from Togarma, and uh, that, that was a Jephetic tribe. So they have Jephetic, Mongolian, and Hittite origins. So th there's three racial groups mixed up into the Khazarian genome, okay, still today. But they do have white blood in them uh, The uh, of uh, Japheth, they do. Okay, back to you. Yeah, that's a Japheth, the part from Japheth. Mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Koster speculates about the ultimate faith um, of the Khazars and their impact on the racial composition and social heritage of modern Jewry. He produces detailed research support a theory which could make, uh, the, make the term anti-Semitism uh, become void of meaning. That's right. That's what we've been saying. It has no meaning because the Jews aren't Shemites. Right? No, they're, accus they're accusing us of the things they are themselves because yeah. they are the word, word anti-Semitism. Well, you know, when a con artist impersonates somebody in order to trick people, Sometimes he forgets who he really is, <laughs> and he takes on the persona of the person he's impersonating and forgets that, well, I'm not really that person, but man, uh, this is such a fun ride. <laughs> Let's go with it, right? Okay. Uh, very interesting, because Bavaria Man in the chat room says he wants to um, uh, try reading the online version of the book, not, not by the actual physical book. Which, by the way, uh, from Barnes and Noble is only uh, twelve bucks. It's not too bad. But there's a guy who says here, Jewish censorship trying to control eBooks as well. Fight for your right to download and read this. It is being blocked. I can't download either version of this eBook on my computer or tablet. The Khazar Jew premises working at BN.com, Barnes and Noble, have no doubt sabotaged it somehow. Please report to BN.com. It may take several people bringing it to their attention before it gets fixed. Don't let the Jews control ebook publications too. Say no to Jew censorship. They'd rewrite the New Testament if we let them. Very well said. Okay. By Anonymous. So, Bavaria Man, if you want the ebook, <laughs> if you run into resistance, don't be surprised. All right. Very good. Let's get back to Sheldon Emery. Yeah, let's go back to Sheldon Emery and, and what I think about when you say this, this is the memory hole that is spoken about oh. in 1984. Yep. Yeah, it's a very deep memory hole. 
you know, it's they a, shovel everything they could find. Yeah, it. yeah, like uh, Alice in Wonderland, she fell down that rabbit hole, <laughs> and, and it took quite a while for her to, to land. She was lucky that her dress turned into an umbrella so she could float down. Otherwise, she would have hit really hard. And the Jews have yeah. been managed to avoiding hit, hitting really hard, but they won't avoid it at the second coming. Back to you. Okay, so yeah. now we start up in page number eight. Okay. And this is the bottom of the, on the left side. That is the quote from Genesis thirteen sixteen. Okay. Uh, so I can start up reading here. Yep. And, and I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth, so that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then shall thy seed also be numbered. End yes. quote. Yeah. Genesis thirteen sixteen. Yeah. And that word is best translated as posterity, because posterity means direct descendants of Abraham, okay? No, no, no person not descended from that posterity or in that posterity can be considered a, a descendant of Abraham. Now, we have to understand that the um, Ishmaelites, okay, the Ishmaelites were descended from Arab, uh, from Abraham, rather, and also the descendants of Keturah, the Indo-Aryans, uh, the Midians, and others, all those, also descendants of Abraham. But they're not Saxons, to whom the uh, promise of uh, you know, the, the bloodline was given exclusively to Isaac. Nevertheless, they are as the sands of the sea. Numer they, they number way, those two groups number way more than the Jews. And our group as well. So we have three groups of posterity from Abraham that far outnumber the Jews. Very good. Back to you. Yeah, yet another nail in the coffin. You yeah. So you look at pure numbers. Look at the pure numbers. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, this is Mark number five. Abraham's seed was not only to be great, multitude of people, but here, uh, specifically, uh, <laughs> they yeah. cannot be numbered. They yep. are uncountable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, so, and we don't have a, a, a pet number like six million <laughs> like the Jews do. No, but, but we, our numbers have been reduced tremendously in the two world wars. Far, far more than six million of us perished in those two wars, but nobody ever talks about that. No, that's that number you never learn. No. Okay. So. Now we are at Genesis 15, 5, quote, And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward heaven and tell the stars, if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be, end quote. Just another quote um, about the number of our numbers. It's impossible to count the stars, so you mm -hmm. can't count them, you can't number us. And that is something that is everlasting. We will never, our, we will never perish our, our seed line. We'll always be there, despite what, um, what they throw at us. Right. Well, the Jews have a lot of stars in Hollywood, but that's about it. And the entertainment biz. No comparison, though. <laughs> to our seed. All right. Okay, let's continue then. Uh, yep. Abraham would be uh, unable to number his seed anymore. Then um, you can number the stars. Uh, can't number the stars. This is, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, strange enough, of all the people of the earth who keep a record of their numbers, the Jews keep the most detailed record. In fact, 
the Jewish uh, Statistical Bureau in New York City will tell you as if as of any one date the exact number of Jews in any city in America, the Soviet Union or anywhere else. They keep a very accurate record through their rabbis. And yeah. why is that? Why why it keeping those those they are just and why do you have it in New York, you mean like well, in York? <laughs> right. That's your city. Well, because that's the promised land, not Palestine, right? You know, they keep talk, talking about Palestine, but there's hardly any Jews that live there compared to the big cities of the rest of the world. All right. They far outnumber yeah. the Jews in Palestine. But uh, but the rabbis need to know how many Jews they can sacrifice <laughs> in, in false flag operations at any given time. That's why they need to know their, their statistics. Yeah, they're very manipulative min- min- to doing yeah. this, I guess. Absolutely. And every yeah, and every so and I guess it was to keep the flock in in, yeah. in order. Yeah, okay. and Arthur Kessler was sacrificed too. Rumors of his murder by the Jewish elite uh, abounded when he died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of them that has been talking about their own, but then the the I guess their um, what do you say? They get uh, that what do you say? They're thankful for everything. They get murdered for it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Do not cross the Jewish uh, elite, right? Uh, especially yeah, the Rothschilds. Maya, then you're, that's, we have uh, GFK then, I guess. What he tried to do. He tried to instigate uh, real money that, wasn't, that was um, not under his, um, his control, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, by the way, the chat room is, is talking about uh, these cyborg entities that are being created by the Gates vaccine. Yeah, there's absolutely no doubt that they're they're trying to uh, create like Borg, you know, the, from uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation, Borg type individuals who are are part machine and part human. That's that's where this is headed, folks. And uh, and of course, this is the type of crazy stuff that was going on just before Noah's flood. Race mixing of all kinds, experimentation with between animals and humans uh, in those days. So th- those were, how should I put it, well, being fallen angels, they had tremendous intelligence, and they were probably able to do that, okay? And that's why Yahweh sent the flood, to, to, to destroy the Adamites who were in business with those proto-Jews <laughs> called the fallen angels. Back to you. Yeah, it was, was because we didn't keep his law. That's why the flood came, Not, nothing else. It was, and uh, I don't know, I'm just now I may be digressing, but I read you had an... And um, and show was it yesterday with uh, Yahweh's covenant people where you said that Noah's flood the date for that could be changed or you had some yes I don't know I'm just curious right yeah uh, yeah because the, the author of the article that I read last night uh, suggested that the Septuagint is more reliable post flood post flood they agree pretty much uh, in uh, before the flood so that uh, I think uh, his date was uh, fifteen. 78, something like that, as opposed to 1245. Or, uh, yeah, 2345 was the usual date. And so they, they put it back about 800 years earlier. Okay. And it's a pretty good evidence for that. Okay. So that's on uh, the Restoration Hour, if you want to listen to that show from last night. It's, uh, it's already loaded up. Okay. In the archives. Okay. All right. Let's.
Let's continue, so I'm not digressing so much. Yeah. <laughs> From what little we have studied here, it is obvious we cannot number Abraham's descendants. The numbering in the Arab countries is very poorly done and quite inefficient. In they have estimated of their population. We try to keep some fairly accurate records in the nations of Anglo-Saxondom. But because we are uh, mixed up with so many other people, it is um, still impossible for us to tell exactly how many Anglo-Saxon, Scandinavian, Germanic and kindred people there really are. No, actually, that's really, it's easy to uh, compile those numbers from nation to nation, but that would be racist to do that. So they don't. Okay. Yeah. Well, here in America, you know, if you, uh, on your records, your personal records, birth records, you mark white, black, uh, Latino, whatever. Okay. So you, you, your race has to be checked off on your birth records so they could easily, I mean, with all the computers we have, they, they can't. <laughs> so somewhere, it's somewhere in the vicinity of 300 million white people in America. Okay. And most of them own guns, unlike the peasants in Bolshevik Russia. Okay, <laughs> so Rothschilds, think carefully what you're going to do next. Back to you. Yes, um, according to the Bible, the descendants of Abraham would have the mark of not being able to be accurately numbered. Obviously, the Jews cannot possibly have this mark since they keep such accurate count of their numbers. Very good. The next mark is in Genesis 15, uh, beginning in verse 12. Quote, And when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram, and lo, an horror of great darkness fell upon him. And he said unto Abram, Know of a, a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in the land that is not theirs, and shall serve them, and thy shall afflict them four hundred years. And also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge, and afterward shall they come out with great substance. Okay, so that was the 400-year sojourn in Egypt. It was actually 430 years, but the first 30 years were under Joseph, the vizier of Egypt, and they were not captives for the first 30 years. So this is only talking about the 400 years that they were captives. Okay, so there is no contradiction. It says they shall afflict them 400 years. Okay, but they resided there for a total of 430 years. Back to you. Yeah, and that then they left Egypt with the grace of mm -hmm. with Yahweh. He, he yeah got us out of it, and then you can we can when you read in for example Flavius Josephus, you see how stiff-necked our people were. They always tried to kill Moses because they thought <laughs> he was a tyrant. Because they, I don't know, they, they were so yeah. upset with him and they wanted to stone him and, and also his brother, yeah. his, um, yeah. uh, the high priest, I forgot the name. No, um, oh yeah, Aaron, Aaron yeah, Aaron. but uh, they were, they were yeah. comfortable in their slavery, as yeah. Ma yeah, many of us are today. Yeah, it was, but you see how much help they have received, they received. You get out of Egypt, everything, and then they just want to go back, they want to stone him that helped them. Right. So it's um, everything that was done for them, and they just... I don't know. Mm -hmm. that, that's for sure. The, the sheep don't appreciate their, their real pastors. <laughs> right? No. The phony no, pastors they, they love, you know. 
like Joel Osteenberger. Back to you. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Of course, that prophecy was fulfilled by Joseph going down into Egypt. Then the rest of the 12 sons of Jacob and Jacob himself grew into a multitude in Egypt. They were placed in bondage in Egypt and then were brought out, led by Moses. This is an all told in the book of Exodus, exactly as it happened. Mark number six would be their captivity in Egypt. Okay. Well, now, it's interesting. I don't know if he brings it up. Oh, he does go to John. He does go to the book of uh, John. So uh, uh, let's just read on. Okay. So he's going to make okay. another point. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, the eighth chapter point. of John. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Okay. And in the eighth chapter of John, there is another passage never read by um, proponents of the Jews are Israel theory or doctrine. Here, Jesus is speaking to the ancestors of the modern Jews. Yeah, listen, dear Christians. This is what Jesus Christ is saying when he speaks to them. It's his word. They are red marked also. Yeah. Um, this is then a quote from John eight thirty one to 33. Quote, then said Jesus to the Jews, which believed on him, if ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. They answered him, We be Abraham's seed, and we are never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, ye shall be made free? Okay, so hey. you have to understand that he was speaking speaking to a mixed multitude. Okay, there were Judahites in the audience, and there were Edomite Pharisees in the audience as well. It was these Edomite Pharisees who said, well, we were never in bondage to any man. So how how can you tell us we'll be made free? We already are. <laughs> right? So they were never in bondage in Egypt. They were never in bondage. Right. It was we that was in bondage. Or in, uh, in Babylon or in Assyria. Because they're not Israelites. Yep. Yeah, they probably run those states, but... That's right. Yeah. Okay. They could not have made that statement if they had been Israelites. Israel was not only in bondage in Egypt, but the book of Judges lists six captivities. They were taken into Assyria, then into Babylon, all before Christ's time. Yet... Here are the Jews saying, we were never in bondage to any man. Jesus spoke further to them in verse 37. Quote, I know that ye are Abraham's seed, but ye seek to kill me, because my word hath no place in you. I speak that which I have seen with my father, and ye do that which ye have seen with your father. They answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said unto them, If ye were Abraham's children, ye would do the works of Abraham. But now ye seek to kill me, a man that hath told you the truth, which I have heard of God. This did not Abraham. That is end quote. Yes. Okay, so uh, they are to an extent Abraham's seed through Esau. Okay. That's why it seems contradictory here. He says, I know that ye are Abraham's seed, but you seek to kill me. And then he says, uh, Jesus says, if ye were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. So these two statements could be considered contradictory. 
But he knew that they were Edomites. They had a lot of Edomite blood in them, which disqualified them as uh, Israelites. Okay? But they're still Abraham's seed to an extent. My, a very small extent. <laughs> okay, back to you. Yeah, yeah, that's through Esau mm-hmm. on that finish, but then that mixes out. Um, Jesus acknowledged that these people, the ancestors of the modern Jews, we are talking to him. The Jews had some ancestry in Abraham, but Christ said, you are not Abraham's children. No, because it doesn't did his work. They, they didn't listen to him. They didn't have any, his word didn't have any place in them. They wanted to stone him for what he said. He told them the truth and they would want to kill him. Mm-hmm. Uh, these modern Jews, and even the Jews speaking to Jesus in that day, were descendants of Jacob's brother, Esau. Therefore, they could claim ancestry in Abraham, but they could also say, we were never in bondage to any man. The descendants of Esau did not go into Egypt. Therefore, they were not in the six cap- captivities written of in Judges, nor were they captives in Assyria or Babylon, yet they could still claim they were the seed of Abraham. Now, it's interesting, uh, when the Assyrian captivity took place and the Israelites were taken north by the Assyrians, they also placed from Babylon, before the uh, uh, Judahite migration into Babylon, the Sepharvaim uh, from uh, the descendants of Nimrod uh, into Palestine. Okay, so these are the original Jews from Babylon that were brought there by the Assyrians. The Judahites who returned from Babylon 70 years later, they were not part of this group. They were pure-blooded Judahites. But the Sepharvaim were a Babylonian people closely related to the Edomites of Judea. Back to you. Yeah, and they want to get into Palestine and take it over, I guess. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So actually, so given that that the fact that the, the Jews descend from the Sepharvaim, uh, you can say, well, they come from the area of the Tigris and Euphrates, <laughs> right? So uh, that's why they have that uh, those two rivers in their flag, okay? One representing the Tigris and Euphrates, and the other uh, the river of Egypt. Back to you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and I want to say that that this they are fulfilling the prophecies right now today right. and having all the land be- between those rivers. But hey, we did already fulfill yeah. that prophecy before when we came out of Egypt. Yeah, and still their numbers are so small still that they cannot possibly inhabit that entire area. There's just no way. Okay, back to you. Yeah. Um, you are aware that in the book of Genesis, Esau sold the birthright to Jacob. Then in chapter 36 of Genesis, we find that Esau married Canaanite wives. The descendants of Esau would be the Canaanites and Idumeans, Edom. They are known today as the modern Jews. They can claim ancestry in Abraham. But we're not in Egypt, nor in the captivities, in any other place where Israel was captive. So they do not have the marks of the Egyptian captivity. Amen. Yeah, amen to that. Correct. Mm-hmm. We have them. Yeah. yeah. Mark number th- seven is found in a verse we have already read in the 15th chapter of Genesis. 
they were to be given a great land area in the Middle East. Quote, In the same day, the, uh, the Lord made a covenant with Abraham, saying, Unto thy seed have I given this land from the river of Egypt unto the great river, um, the river of Euphrates. End okay. quote. End. Yeah. Yeah, and this is referring again to the Ishmaelites and the Indo-Aryans of Keturah. Okay. I mean, certainly when you count all three descendants of Abram, the uh, the Saxons, the Ishmaelites, and the Indo-Aryans, yeah, that's a vast multitude of people. It really is. It is. Okay. It is. And here, here came the verse that we spoke about before that we have already fulfilled that prophecies, and that was yeah. done a long time ago. Right. Yes. So we have already fulfilled that prophecy. Yeah, and and uh, the, these descendants of Abraham are still there, although they've been yeah, mixed heavily. Yeah, you have in, in Palestine, a lot of them were, uh, you, you told me also that there were many of them blonde and blue-eyed. Right. Palestinian. Mm-hmm. Down there. Yeah, yeah. Right, descendants of Israel. And there's uh, still a uh, a group of Samaritan who, uh, who claim to be Israelites, who have their own version of the Torah, the Old Testament. They reject the Talmud of the Pharisaic Jews. And so it's uh, you know, they claim to be Israelites uh, who preserve the Torah. Okay? So uh, yeah, they're, they're a small group, but uh, they do uh, understand that the Talmud is not the Old Testament. No, that's yeah. just commentary by the rabbis, and I guess that's I don't right. know how often did that change. I guess it changed also. Yeah, they, they change their commentary every day, <laughs> right? <laughs> every day. Yeah. My, yeah, but God never changes his word. No, that's, that's right. That's right. That's another mark. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. he never changes. They are the one who want to change our Bible, and, and they want to make it hate speech now, I guess. Right. To put that on, upon the Bible, it's hate speech. Yeah. yeah. No, it's not. Yes, very good. Uh, okay, it will be um, uh, the non-Israelite descendants of Abraham, the people descendants from Keturah and Hagar, who now have the property. If you uh, leave only Jews in that proper, pro- prophecy, as the ministers do, and say they should have all the land between the Nile and the Euphrates, then you are going to have to push the other descendants of Abraham out of their lands. Yeah, and that's not going to happen. <laughs> if it hasn't happened, well, since 1945? If it hasn't no. happened yeah. in the 60 years, 80 years since 1945, it ain't going to happen ever. No, that's uh, something I also that is prophesied that they will not have their own land. So that's right. Change, he won't change. So, they, but they try him. They try. They think that they want to change Yahweh's mind here, but he won't change. He won't allow them. No. Uh, okay, Mark number eight is also in Genesis chapter seventeen, where God is speaking to Abraham. Uh, quote, as for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Neither shall thy na- name en- any more be called Abraham, but thy sh- name shall be Abraham, for in a father of many nations have I made thee. End quote. That is Genesis 17, 4 until 5. That is where Abraham gets his new name, Abraham, 
course, he will be a father of many nations. Yeah, look at the 12 tribes of Israel that came out of Jacob. Mm -hmm. A company of nations that has many nations. That is what he said here, father of many nations. Yep. The Jews aren't even one nation, <laughs> right? They have trouble holding yeah. on to... Basically, well, they are uh, sojourners in our countries, Okay. They have, uh, like, parasites taken over our countries, but they're still sojourners. These countries don't belong to them, and they know it. But the economy and much of the culture belongs to them, but the land does not belong to them, period. Okay? Okay. Most Bible states in the marginal reference that many nations mean, uh, let's see, multitude of nations. So, no matter what you do with that, you cannot make the Jews the sole beneficiaries of or descendants of Abraham. The Jews have never been a multitude of nations. Amen. Yeah, amen. That's never. so obvious. I mean, it couldn't be more obvious, yet uh, the Judeo-Christians just gloss over these prophecies and don't think, oh, wait a minute, the Jews haven't fulfilled that, <laughs> All right? Never think about that. You just believe the claim. Just believe. Yeah, but that that just believe will probably get them to perdition. Perdition. Yeah. Perdition. That's right. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. So they have to wake up. They have Amen. to stop believing that lie because they will be. They will end up with Lucifer. That's right. The, Leblanc, the In burning the lake fire. Of fire. Right in the lake of fire. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a mystery Getting... company, I guess. Yes, getting closer and closer to that day, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Arabic nations would uh, constitute a multitude. The sons of Keturah, who would be further east, also could be considered a multitude. Then, Isaac's sons, the Anglo-Saxons, are many nations. Um, okay, quote, And I will establish my covenant between me and thee, and thy seed after thee in their generations, for an everlasting covenant to be a God unto thee and to thy seed after thee. That is Genesis 17, 7. Yes, yes this is an, an everlasting covenant. It won't change, will never change. Yeah. To your direct descendants and only to your direct descendants. No other genome can be part of this. Okay. So th that's very exclusive language. Very exclusive. It's very exclusive to yep. Abraham's and the, his and their descendants that comes after him. That yes. they are the one that have this this everlasting yep. covenant. Right, and since uh, since the Khazars comprise ninety five percent or more of modern Jewry, you can see that uh, they're not part of this posterity at all, at all. And to the extent that the Sephardic Jews have uh, Edomite blood in them. They can maybe claim Esau as their ancestor, but the Sephardic Jews can't even do that. <laughs> they, they converted to Judaism. They were never part of any of those genomes that resided in Palestine, ever. Okay? Mm -hmm. Okay, so God made a covenant with Abraham that he would be the God of the seed of Abraham. We would have to deny all that the New Testament teach about Jesus Christ. If we were to say that Jews actually worship the God of the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Jesus Christ, according to both the Old and the New Testament, was 
Emmanuel, God with us, God incarnate, God in the flesh. The basic doctrine of Christianity is that none can come to the Father except through Jesus Christ, and they deny him utterly. Yes. Um, anyone worshipping any other God than Jesus Christ is not worshipping the God of the Bible. The Jews, by uh, New Testament definition, are worshipping a false God. Yet, we have the promise of God to Abraham that he would be the God of these descendants, and thy they would receive these covenants and promises all through the ages. Amen. Well said. Yeah, and we can just read from articles like, I found that one out, that there's a pamphlet written. Now I have not found who the author was of this, The Hidden Tyranny. Uh-huh. That was a text uh, that, uh, and the first quote we see in this text is, let's see, where is it? Yeah. It is a quote said, most Jews do not like to admit it, but our God is Lucifer, end quote. Yes. And this is, I guess it was an in, a book that contained, yeah, it was an uh, Harold Rosenthal. Right. Yeah, he was the secretary oh. to a Jewish senator. I forget the senator's name. But yeah, he was a, a, an honest Jew <laughs> when he talked about, you know, what the Jews actually believe, right? Yeah, and that he was, I guess, was murdered. It wasn't a plane or something he, like that. He, he also, right, Arthur Gessler and Rosenthal for revealing yeah. too much. Oh, yeah. Okay, the whole world recognized that it is only the Anglo-Saxon nations whose God, was only God, is the Redeemer of Israel, the Lord Jesus Christ. We are the only people who really have that mark, that God has always been our God, and we have always been his people. Amen. Jews are usurpers of Israel's inheritance. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I mean, this is uh, excellent stuff. I mean, very plain spoken uh, text here. doesn't really uh, need a lot of comment, because <laughs> it's, it's right on the money. Yeah, back to you. Yes, I've gotten through only nine of the 33 marks I wish to discuss. It should be rather plain that the Jews do not fit very well in any of these marks. They are usurpers of the name of Israel, and they simply do not have any of the marks that we are to be upon God's people, especially uh, upon the Israel people in this age. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, in any age. <laughs> right? They simply aren't Israelites. Yep. No. Yeah. Uh, Mark number 10 is also found in the 17th chapter of Genesis. Quote, And I will make, and I, no, and I will give unto thee and to thy seed after thee the land wherein thou art a stranger, all the land of Canaan, for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. End quote. That is Genesis 17, 8. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that was fulfilled when Israel came out of Egypt yes. and was given the land of Canaan. Yeah, as you spoke about before. This prophecy has already been fulfilled in us. So can't they, they can't take that land, won't have it. No. Nope, they can pretend to have it, but they will never own it, never. Mm. They possessed it for 
uh, a little over 900 years. And then most of them were gone for good. Some were uh, gone for 70 years in the Babylonian captivity. Yes. And then came back. Right. Now, interesting point here. I'm just looking at Genesis 17.8 because uh, Brother Hebert is doing a, a study, an intensive study of the concept of stranger in Scripture. And typically, as I understand it, when the word for stranger is ger, it means uh, a sojourner or you know, so a person not known to you personally, but of your own nation, tribe, or race. Okay? So here the word is magur, which is very similar to the word magyar, namely stranger in Hungarian, right? Magyar. The Magyars were strangers in Hungary. Uh, but uh, when they moved there and settled there, they were no longer strangers to that territory. But here the word is magur, which means you are a, a stranger of a different race than the residents of Canaan. Okay? So that's why it's not ger here. Back to you. Yeah, thank you for this. Yeah. It's very important when you read the scriptures to check up the words and what they are they meaning. Yes, because amen. Yeah. Yeah, the English um, vocabulary doesn't really describe all those nuances to the word. What is what is the meaning of them? Because you yeah. lose that meaning. Yes. With, uh, well, now, here's a surprise in the same verse. The word everlasting, olam, it says properly concealed. That is the vanishing point. Generally, time out of mind, past or future. So there will be... It will last so long that uh, nobody knows how, how long, right? But uh, I never uh, saw that the word concealed is a part of this definition. Never never knew that before, okay? But I think we uh, understand it properly as being perpetual without end. Okay, mm. back to you. Yes. Yeah. Um, they were in the land again for 500 years until about 30 years after Jesus. If the word everlasting means age long as it does in most cases uh, where it is translated from the hebrew then that uh, prophecy has been fulfilled israel did have the land of canaan in that age they had it just a few years into the next age which was the age uh, following jesus christ the jews have been there now in the end of this age for a little over 30 years and they seem to be hanging on by the skin of their teeth. However, it is possible that they are there because of prophecy. Well, not, not uh, prophecies regarding Israel, but uh, still the whole territory is occupied by the descendants of Abraham uh, through Ishmael and uh, Keturah. So it still, ha you know, it still hasn't been fulfilled by them, and there's actually a lot of Saxons in that area as well. Okay, uh, Shemites, real Shemites <laughs> in that area. Back to you. Yeah, um, yeah, and um, okay, let's read on. In the 36th chapter of Ezekiel, there is a prophecy about that ancient uh, land. God is speaking through the prophet. And this is a quote from Ezekiel 36, 1 until 3. Quote, Also, though son of man, prophesy unto the mountains, or nations of Israel, and say, Ye mountains of Israel, bear the word of the of the Lord. Those said the Lord God, because 
the enemy has said against you, Abba, even the ancient high places are ours in uh, possession. Therefore, prophesy and say, Thus said the Lord God, because thy have made you desolate and uh, swallowed you up on every side, that ye might be a possession unto the residue of the heathen, and ye are taken up in the lips of talkers, and are an infamy, infamy of the people. End quote. Uh, Ami, go home. <laughs> right? We're infamous wherever we go. White people are evil. Okay, the Jews have blamed us for everything, every sin and crime and perversion they commit. And then they take the credit for every good thing we do. That's the reality of the world today, folks. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, and because uh, we are swallowed up by illegal immigration, uh, also instigated by Jews, yeah, yeah, uh, we are a possession of the heathen. Mm-hmm. And we don't know yes. it. We think we're free. No, we're not. No, we if try not to pay your taxes, for right. example. Yeah, and see how free we are. What, what, Biden says all white men are uh, white nationalist terrorists. All white men. Yeah, all white men. I don't know why women are excluded, but all white men are terrorists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh. Talk about being infamous, right? <laughs> right? This is talking yeah. about Joe Biden right here, folks. Ezekiel 36.3. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. There would be a time, according to this prophecy, that the enemies of Israel would say in the derision, quote, Israel, we have the ancient high places in our possession, end quote. The ancient high places are the ancient places Places of worship in old Canaan land. In what was the Israel land? It is that the Jews' position, or is that the position of the Anglo-Saxon and kindred people? Who has the high place in their possession? The enemies of Israel, the Anglo-Saxons, are the ones who are being brought low. We are the ones being swallowed up uh, on every side. We are well, the one. Yeah, we can say that the high place places are the banks. You know, they're, they're high rises and they're banks, and uh, the steeples of the Judeo churches, right? They they all practice Judaism, whether the people in them realize it or not. There we are. Mm-hmm. They are, and also the politicians as well, the communists, because right. that is, I guess, jewelry for the masses. The Capitol building. Another high place. <laughs> I think they sacrificed children in the basement there. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Democrats well, do anyway. Yeah. The day when, when he returns, uh, Jesus oh. Christ, he will tell us a lot of stuff, I guess. Yep. Uh, okay. We are the ones whose wealth is being given to the heathen. We are disgraced, abused, and talked about in all the nations of the world and blamed for all the world's ill. God is saying this of Israel, the time would come when you, Israel, were like that, and at the same time, the enemies of Israel will be in possession of the ancient high places. So it was already true when he wrote this uh, article, which was probably around 1980, okay, 
it's even truer today. Yeah. Okay. So Okay. It's a profit. Back to mm-hmm. you. Okay. Now we have a new quote from Ezekiel 36.4. Quote, Therefore, ye mountains of Israel, hear the word of the Lord God. Thus said the Lord God to the mountains and to the hills, to the rivers and to the valleys, to the desolate wastes and to the cities that are forsaken, which became a prey and derision to the residue of the heathen that are round about. The and city of Babylon would be one of those. Yep. Many mm-hmm. desolate places around the world that we, uh, the Shemitic Israelites, have uh, revived. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. There again, what nations, what uh, peoples, what cities are being taken over by aliens to their race? The heathen are occupying the cities of America and are literally taking control of our nation. Okay, and we have a, a new quote from Ezekiel 36.5. Quote, Therefore, thus said the Lord God, Surely in the fire of my jealousy have I spoken against the residue of the heathen and against all Idumea, which have appointed my land uh-huh. in their possession with the joy of all their heart, with the spiteful minds to cast out for a prey. Mm-hmm. End quote. That's what the Jews have done to us, that's for sure. No doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, here, some people are named Idumea. This is the word for the people of Edom. Here is a prophecy that Edom would take God's land in order to divide it, conquer it, and cast it out for a prey. Yeah, isn't that what they try to do to America? Yeah, that's they right. They want to sell you off. They want to yep. shop you off and sell you off. Yeah, that's why America is under such intense attack by world Jewry. They've, they've already got the rest of the world locked up, with the possible exception of Russia and Iran. But uh, th- that's why America is the main target right now. Okay? And so is Britain. Britain, America, and Australia are really the main targets of global Jewry right now. Yeah, is that cause of Joseph? Cause of the death? You are the yep. descendant of Joseph. Yes, the descendants. Yeah, the English-speaking tribes are the descendants of Joseph. Yes. Yeah, and you have also a pretty big, big part of uh, Judahite stock in you because I guess Eli, you are a Judahite stock, would you? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. There's over 40 million ethnic Germans in America, and they're they're primarily of Judah, and uh, I forget what tribe uh, Gad, I believe, that uh, Dewitt said that uh, the Germans are a combination of Judah and Gad, I, be- I believe he said. Yeah. So Okay. All right. Okay, back to you. Okay. That brings up this question. Is Palestine God's land? <laughs> Who has that land? The Jews have it. If Palestine is God's land, then the Jews must be Edom. If God's land is the United States or all the Christian West, who again control it? The Jews control it. Whichever land you think is God's land, you will find that the Jews are in control of that land. You, you, you then come to the conclusion that Edom wants to take control of whatever would be God's land. The Jews have that control. Therefore, the Jews are fulfilling the prophecies concerning Edom, Amen. not Israel. 
Amen. Yeah. Especially the prophecy that says they would have the ancient high places in their possession. Yeah, all those, yeah. Uh, well, even uh, uh, old Babylon, because when uh, the first Gulf War took place, they they ransacked all of the temples and the statuary. Uh, yeah, they took possession of all that, okay? Because they are, they're de- dealing in commerce, and they don't care about the culture of a country <laughs> that they ransack. They just want to make money off of that stuff, right? That's that's basically the seed of Cain. So it means Cain means uh, possessiveness or greed. That's what the word Cain means. Yeah, back to you. Yeah, and those mark unfortunately also has become upon our people that are also very greedy. So yeah, unfortunately, yeah, the, the, the Jews. People. Yeah, the Jews have taught us well. <laughs> All right. Okay. okay. Is circumcision a mark of Israel? Let's go on with the next mark, number 11, uh, also found in the seventh chapter of Genesis. So this is a quote then from Genesis 17, 9 until 11. And God said unto Abraham, Thou shalt keep my covenant. Therefore, thou and thy seed after thee in their generations, this is my covenant, which ye shall keep between me and you, and thy seed after thee. Every man child among you shall be circumcised, and ye shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin, and it shall be a token of the covenant between me and you. End quote. Okay. Well, it's interesting that the Arabs circumcise uh, their males too, but in the manner of uh, Ishmael, who was circumcised, I believe, at the age of 13. And not after the eighth day. So they get circumcised too, but the ritual is different. Back to you. Yeah. <coughs> uh, at that point, uh, someone says, Aha, we have uh, you there. Jews are the ones circumcised. Therefore, they are the Israel people. The Arabs also uh, practice circumcision. They are the descendants of Ishmael. And, of course, the descendants of Abraham in that manner. What does the New Testament have to say about circumcision? And this is from Romans 2.25, quote, For circumcisions verily profiteth, if thou keep the law. But if thou be a breaker of the law, thy circumcision is made uncircumcision. Really? Unquote. Okay, so in other words, circumcision doesn't matter if you're a lawbreaker which is what the Jews are, right? <laughs> okay. That is, yeah, I guess yeah. it's, yeah, I guess it's uh, what to say. It is... Um, it's uh, meaningless. It is, if you're a lawbreaker, it's meaningless. Yeah. Yeah, okay. exactly. Um, do you know uh, of any people who violate God's law with more diligence than the people we call the Jews? Continuing in Romans. Therefore, if the uncircumcision keep... The righteousness of the law shall not his uncircumcision be counted for circumcision. Okay, and so if you all right, so if you're an uncircumcised Israelite and you keep the law, it counts for circumcision. Yeah. Okay. So we don't need to to practice yeah. that. Right. <laughs> Whether you do or not, law. you better keep the law. That's what yeah, Paul was exactly. saying. Back to you. Yeah. Exactly. That mm-hmm. is the 
crucial part here for the Judeo-Christians that believe that the law is done away with, oh, we fall on the law, Amen. and all this garbage they try to... Yeah, they, they need to. Yeah, they need to be circumcised in the heart, which they're not. Okay. No, and yeah. you can't really this. Uh, what do you say? Tickling the ears, probably. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> no, you cannot do that and that, and then wow. Right. So, yeah, and they are so in, uh, illogical in their statements when when they say the Ten Commandments that they uh, they believe that the law is done away with, but then you can say, well, then is it okay to? To um, idol worship is that okay? Is that okay? Is right. it okay to yeah. murder like this? When, yeah. Well, no. Well, then they are picking shoes. Well, they worship they money. Say. They worship money, so that's idol worship, right? Yeah, no doubt about that. Okay, yeah, these are very crucial passages in Paul. Okay, yes, that the, the Judeos totally ignore. Yeah, this will wreck. Uh, uh, not so good for their uh, their their I don't know feel good preachings uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess it'll wreck their day. <laughs> yeah. their have money. a Jew free day, please have a Jew free day. Yeah. And, All right. Okay. And shall not on 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 circumcision, uh, which is by nature, if it fulfill the law, judge thee, who by the letter and circumcision does trans transgress the law. Okay, so they, a... yeah. so they may practice the letter of the law, and uh, they may have be circumcised, but if they transgress the law, then th that their circumcision doesn't count. Clearly mm -hmm. what he's saying here. Clearly. Yes. Okay. Uh, for he is not a Jew, Judean, which is one outwardly uh, neither neither is that yeah, yeah. neither uh, neither is that circumcision which is outward in the flesh but he is a jew a judean which is one inwardly and circumcisions is that of the heart in the spirit and not in the letter whose praise is not for men but of god end so he's, quote he's talking about the uh uh, rituals and laws of the Pharisees, which are made up and not part of the Torah. That's clearly what he's talking about here. Okay. Very good. Good stuff. Oh, yeah. Let's continue. In other words, hard circumcision is the mark of circumcision. The covenant of circumcisions. Then it would be obvious that the Israel of this age would have hard circumcision, not flesh circumcision. Flesh circumcision in disobedience is on circumcision according to the above verses yes it is um, that is the circumcision okay. is shown through our actions and yeah. our our heart and uh, what uh, if we practice what we believe at right practice what you preach the yes. Jews don't do that they, they preach the total opposite of what they practice total hypocrisy uh, Luke 12 1 the beware the leaven of the Pharisees which is Hypocrisy. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. I meant that. That is yeah. the world. The world is full of that today. That's right. Um, okay, uh, let us see if anyone was promised circumcisions of the heart in the end of this age. Moses, still speaking to the children of Israel in the tenth chapter of Deuteronomy, says, and this is a quote. Then, and now. Israel, what doth the Lord thy God require of thee? 
but to fear the Lord thy God, to walk in all his ways, and to love him, and to serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul, to keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes, which I commanded thee this day for thy good. Behold, the heaven and the the heaven and the heaven of heaven is the Lord's, thy God, the earth also with all that therein is. Only the Lord had a delight in thy fathers to love them, and he shows their seed after them, even you above all people, as it is this day. Amen. Circumcise, therefore, the foreskin of your heart, and be no more stiff-necked. Okay. Well, unfortunately, our people are still very stiff-necked. They resist the word, and they resist the law. They're called Judeo-Christians. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, extremely stiff-necked. You ask me, yeah, you ask, right? Yeah. Well, when you read about, as I said, about Moses, what he has endured with those Israelites. My, oh. Yeah. Yeah, and he still loved his people and persuaded Yahweh not to destroy them. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Spoke to him. Yeah, yeah. because and then because he was, I guess, Yahweh was so. Yeah, he was so tight about him. Yeah, start us. Let's start over again. There's. So yeah, let's next. start over. <laughs> right. Of course, you and I would not be here if Moses didn't intervene with Yahweh no. on our behalf. Exactly. Right? We okay. would be gone. So, so That's, we have Moses yeah. to thank for that. Oh yeah, we have much to thank Moses for. Amen. Here is a command way back when the Israelites were still in the wilderness that to obey the law, they were to circumcise the foreskin of their heart. Then in chapter 30 of Deuteronomy, after Moses had taught Israel the law, he begins to give them a prophecy. Okay, and this is quote. And it shall come to pass when all these things are come upon thee, the blessing and the curses which I have set before thee, and thou shalt call them to mind among all the nations uh, whither the Lord thy God has driven thee. End quote. Mm -hmm. And we are recalling to mind the blessings and the curses of Deuteronomy chapter 28 and mm -hmm. 29 and 30. Yes, we are. Oh, yeah. We are fulfilling this prophecy. Yep. Yeah, we are the tale today, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Okay, in other words, this is a prophecy which will come to pass after some future dispersion or driving out of the Israel people. In verse 6 of the same chapter is one of the things that would come to pass. This is from Deuteronomy 36. Quote, And the Lord thy God will circumcise thine heart and the heart of thy seed to love the Lord thy God with all thine heart. And with all thy soul, and thou mayest live. End quote. Okay, so even many nominal Christians love God. They love Jesus, right? But they don't obey his laws. So that's a problem for them. You can't mm -hmm. love him. If you love me, keep my commandments, he said. <laughs> right? Mm. All right, and they don't do that. Major major pitfall for modern Judeo-Christians. Major. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, who was promised circumcision uh, of the heart by God Almighty? 
the Israel people. That biblical or scriptural mark of Israel is upon our race, not upon the race of the Jews. At least 95% of all professing Christians in the world came from the race of Anglo-Saxon, Celtic, and kindred people. They have the biblical mark of circumcisions of the heart, which was the mark of Israel. Amen. Very well said. Very well. Mm -hmm. The twelfth mark is in the 18th chapter of Genesis. It's a quote then. Let's see. Yeah. Quote. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do, seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him? For I know him, that he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him, end quote. Okay, and I think this um, verse uh, proves that Abraham, whatever the source of his household, the people he brought into his household, had to be, if not Israelites, had to be Adamites who were capable of uh, obeying the law. Okay, so uh, th this would exclude any other race. Okay, so uh, uh, because Abraham circumcised other people, other strangers, i.e. sojourners, in other chapters. Okay, so they would have had to have been Adamites for sure. Okay, back to you. Yeah, and this okay. was from Genesis 18, 17 until 19. Right. Okay, this is a mark of Israel. They were to keep the way of the Lord, to do justice. And judgment. This mark was passed on to Isaac and Jacob, Israel. Which nation or nation have the mark upon them? Which one tried to do righteousness according to God's way or God's law? Is it Jewish occupied Palestine? Or is it America? Who in America are the greatest violators of God's law? Who attempt to teach and do injustice and unrighteousness? It is the Jewish people. Yeah, he's he's uh, a real quote unquote anti Semite here, right? <laughs> okay. Uh, well, of course, we was, know the Jews aren't Shemitic, so yeah, he's an anti Edomite. There you go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There was an advertisement for two books in this uh, quote, spotlight, end quote, of September the 1st, 1980. The two books were offered by the American uh, Presbyterian Press. Here is the address in case anyone would want to order one of both of them. Okay, this is then a uh, box uh, 46, Sutton St. Oxbridge, M.E. Oh, I don't know if I need to read all that. Yeah, well, I, I doubt seriously that that P.O. box is still existent, but you never know. Somebody can try. <laughs> Maybe uh, Chris in London. You can try, you know, or, uh, or or Paul or Andy, you know, see if this uh, if this book is still available. Okay. 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 Let's so anyway, on. these are the two books. Yeah, one of the books they offered is entitled "The New Phariseeism." Say of this book, um, quote: "This book is a theory of British Israelism, the belief that the Anglo-Saxon race are the lost tribes of Israel." It gives a 
hard-hitting analyze of the thinking of the theology of the British Israelites and counters it with a devastating logic and annihilating it from the scriptures, even as it defends the historic Christian faith and the gospel of Christ and the apostles, end quote. I know they start up the same theory of British yeah. Muslims. That right. I get I get a bad taste when I read them and they say theory of. That's often how they start when they say this yeah. is nonsense. Yeah, well, this is a, a quotation by a critic, obviously. Okay. Yeah, it must be. Yeah. Uh, okay, this book supposedly refutes the truth that we are, that we are this Israel, Israel people. Yeah, it was, apparently. Yeah, they will try to refute it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, the second book is entitled uh, The Hebrew Republic. They say about this book, quote, a valuable reprint of book two of uh, Wine's commentary on the law of the ancient Hebrews. This book is a masterpiece of biblical political science. Wine's careful and detailed analysis of the law of Moses finds in them all the republican principles of government that our forefathers used in the foundations of the American Republic. Very good. It, def yeah. it definitely established that not to pagan Greece or Rome, but to the divinely, divinely inspired policy of Moses are we indebted for the form of government, which is our heritage, end quote. Amen. All right, yeah, yeah. so... I did a series on the uh, U.S. Constitution and uh, the multitude of laws in the Bible that our Constitution supports and, and even quotes almost directly. But, uh, but of course, we know that what we call common law under Alfred the Great is the codification of the Mosaic Law among our people. It's called common law. All right? Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and, and it was uh, refined by the U.S. Constitution. Most definitely was. Okay, back to you. Okay. In other words, they put out one book which supposedly refutes the teachings that we are Israel. Then they offer another book in the same advertisements um, which tell us that the foundation of America, politics, and social science is the Bible, the law of Moses, God's law. But that's just a coincidence. <laughs> yeah. Right. Incidents, <laughs> right. Well, at least they're taking, you know, considering both sides of the story, right? Have to give them that. Mm, yeah. Okay. What people were to found their nations on the law of Moses, the Israel people. So one book proves that we are Israel, while in the other, they try to prove that we are not, apparently. Whoever ran that ad for the Presbyterian press did not understand that one book refutes the other. Yeah. Right. That is the of that. Okay. We are Abraham's descendants. It was to be a mark of Israel that they were to uh, do justice and righteousness. In what race or in what nation is that being fulfilled? In America, according to the book. The Hebrew Republic. America is the only nation in all the world founded on the law of Moses and the teachings of Jesus Christ. Amen. Absolutely no doubt about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Mark 13 is found in the uh, 22nd chapter of Genesis. Um, yes, let's see if we can get through this. Okay, this yeah. is a quote from Genesis 22, 15 until 17. Quote, And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time, and said, By myself have I sworn, um, said the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing, and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed, as the stars of the heaven, and as the sand which is upon the sea's shores. End quote. Mm-hmm. Um, who, wa- who wants control the world's ports and passages? Um, that is a uh, that is a repeat of a previous mark uh, depicting a great host of people. Here is um, Mark of thirteen itself, um, and this is quote: "And thy sh- seed shall possess the gates of his enemies." End quote. Yes, that is Genesis twenty-two seventeen. Uh, now, most people have um, interpreted that to mean the points of world control, the sea and ocean passage, such as the uh, straits, the uh-huh. end of the con- um, continents, and the great canals and riverways. These were all controlled by the Anglo-Saxon people, except that now, um, through disobedience, we are losing that control as was prophesied in the Bible. We have already lost the Suez, the passage in the East India, Singapore, Malta, and uh, Dar Danelis, Cuba, and now we have given away the Panama Channel. Canal, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, uh, about, about three minutes left. Okay, let's see if we can get through this one. Then. Yeah. The question is, will we yet lose control of South Ooh, Africa? Yep, yes, we have. Oh, mm-hmm. most definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Straits of uh, Mag- Magellan. Consider also north of Norway and the Bering Strait between Alaska and Siberia. The Russian Navy is moving to control all the sea gates of the world. Uh, those sea gates were uh, prophesied to be in the possession of Israel. They weren't until we lost them through disobedience. Okay, yeah, now, yeah. Now here, Emery is promoting the idea, as even Swift and Compare did, that we're talking about the Russian communists. Okay, but uh, that era is over. Uh, Putin is not uh, promoting world war like the communist Russians did. Okay, can't even call them Russians because the Bolsheviks were Jews, not Russians. Okay, so. Um, that, that statement is not quite accurate. Back to you. Yeah, okay. okay. While we were in Washington, D.C., visiting the senators and the congressmen, they were voting on the Panama Canal Treaty. This treaty would turn the Panama Canal over to Panama. We had a map showing how 50 years ago the Anglo Saxon nations controlled all trading routes of the world. Um, these sea passes, passages and can, canals, and how we were losing control. We showed them the prophecies that t- told how they would be lost. We told these senators we did not care how they voted or what they did because God Almighty 
was going to take the Panama Canal away from us. Of course, it is one of the gates of the world. That is exactly what happened. Yes. All right. So those of us in identity can foresee the future, <laughs> right? Because the prophecies will always be true. Okay. And there aren't too many left to be fulfilled. Uh, the only thing that's left, I think, is the destruction of Edom. Uh, the uh, bride of Christ at uh, 144,000, the 12 tribes of Israel, will be uh, you know, married to him right after the judgment day. And the kingdom will be established. Uh, you know, maybe a few minor prophecies, you know, like the, the one that says there will be like an asteroid that hits the earth. Okay. Uh, those types of things. But we're, we're right at the very end. There's very little prophecy left to be fulfilled. Okay. And uh, we are in the midst of the uh, Big Pharma prophecy in Revelation 18, uh, that the world would be deceived by pharmakia. Why are we? We really are. Oh, yeah. Okay, Michael, very good. Uh, we, I think we have another show left on this excellent document. Uh, Sheldon Emery is really on the money with most of what he says here, really on the money. All right, folks, thanks for listening. Thank you, Michael. Praise Yahweh, pass the ammunition. You are going to need it very soon. Yahweh bless. Bye-bye. Goodbye for now.